Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. Longest week in history. We never miss a week. Catching up. Catching up. Just getting together, chewing the fat. You would think with all the fat that we chew, it'd be a lot thinner. Because we chew so much fat. What's up with you? Uh, last week, um, why did Richard and I hang out? What were we supposed to do? Oh, oh, I know what it was. Cemetery um, thing. Well, yeah, what? no, no, cemetery's next week. This, oh. this is the recently. Uh, no, what happened was, um, my friends Chris and Mercedes are leaving the country for like four months. So there was like a mini going away party, birthday party for one of the kids. And so I went to that. And on my way home, I asked Richard if he wanted to go to a, there is an underground barbecue uh, pop-up that happens in East LA in a backyard. Okay. So I asked Richard if he wanted to go to that. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'll go to that. And he, you know, underground East LA barbecue always sounds great. When you first said it, by the way, I was imagining a cave of some sort oh. where the barbecue is like under the ground. Well, you know, actually, you know, not to get into barbecue history, that is the history of barbecue in that uh, like uh, the indigenous people used to put meat under the ground and slow smoke it. They still do it. But, you know, it was called barbacoa. And then, you know, uh, it was eventually, you know. I'm not going to say Columbus, but discovered, not discovered, <laughs> It what white people uh, also said, that's cool, and they started doing it too, and then that's where we got barbecue. Anyway, um, but uh, in the low and slow thing, I don't want to get into the history of barbecue. The point is, uh, we I pick up Richard, and we drive over to this underground barbecue spot. Mike, there is no parking. There's a fucking line out the door. Not even out the door, out the yard. Mm-hmm. You know, to get this barbecue. And I'm actually, for something interesting, I'm willing to 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 do it. You know? Richard's like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. Okay? Because of the line? Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to okay. say any line yep. for barbecue in East LA. I'm with your cousin. But yeah. go ahead. Yeah. You guys seem to be agreeing a lot lately. It's, it's weird, right? Yeah. I, I, I actually... That's, it's actually not weird because we've never really disagreed except for never mind um the um shit i lost my train of thought but oh yeah if if i'm in the like if i know i'm gonna go to a place and there's gonna be a long line and i'm prepared for that cool but if we're like let's go somewhere to eat and then we pull up and it's a re- out of or the ordinary amount of people waiting like if it's you know an hour there's that no why would you do that why would you do that you know the, the thing that deterred me wasn't the line but the lack of parking mm. you know Same. yeah 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 i'm like oh you know what we can't fucking find parking let's get out of here now the, another part of our plan was we were going to go to this bookstore there's this bookstore that richard's been wanting to go to in east la <laughs> and but they have like the weirdest hours it's uh-huh. like thursday through sunday from like 3 to 7 p.m okay so so it happens to be it's a Saturday and it's like four o'clock. So Richard and I cruise over, and 
uh, there's a guy, like this hipster Mexican kid, running the bookstore. Okay. And he, now, I'm going to preface this because you're going to think one thing, but it's not true. I was not flirting with him, but I was super chatty Kathy. Okay. Because right? it was weird. It's like you're in like this weird, really rundown part of East LA. It's actually Boyle Heights. You're in this rundown part of Boyle Heights, and then there's this like hipster bookstore run by a little Mexican kid. It has weird hours. Yeah. So I'm asking all these bizarre que- not bizarre, I'm asking questions. Like, what kind of books do you have here? What what's the what's going on? I'm asking like a lot of like just an interested customer in this new venture. Kind of the question. Joe Batanz talk show though. It it was a little bit of the Joe Batanz talk show. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, I bought books. Okay. okay. I bought some books. But it was a little bit of the Joe Batanz talk show. But I, but I was genuinely interested. I wasn't flirting with him. Yeah. So, uh, I buy some books. Richard buys some books. We leave, and Richard's like, ugh. You were being so extra in there. And I go, why? Because you know that person. (gasps) And I go, I do? And he goes, yes. That's, oh, what's his name now? (laughs) You forgot him again? Yeah, I don't know his name. Like, (laughs) Hector or Jorge or something like that, right? He goes, he runs that other bookstore, Sate the Books, down the street with his girlfriend. And oh. you've had a million conversations with him. And I was oh. like, oh, my God, why didn't he say so? And I go, he goes, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't remember you either. But the, it was so, I'm all, no, I seriously don't remember him. He thought I was being silly. So, oh. so he goes, well, let's go get food. And so he's like, well, where are we going to eat? And he, wanted, he, he always wants to eat the most fucking boring ass places. It's so boring where he wants to eat. And I, okay, so this, there is a, fr- uh, so I don't know why, but Nashville hot chicken is the thing in LA right now. What is Nashville, is Nashville hot chicken like a place or is it a type of chicken? It's a type of chicken. It's just like super spicy fried chicken. Okay. Okay. And there's a place that does it. Never, I've never heard of it, by the way. I had never heard of it till now it's all the thing in fucking LA. So, um... There's a place that sells in L.A. called Howlin' Rays. It's been open for over a year. I'm going to say about 15 months. Not a year, not quite a year and a half, but almost there, right? And when it first opened, it just fucking exploded. Where the lines were like two hours long for this Nashville hot, for the Howlin' Rays hot chicken, right? And I was like, I did it one time with John Paul. I think I actually talked about it in the show. And it was good. It was really good, Okay. But I was like, I'll come, I'll come back here when it's died down. Mike Lawson, it's been 15 months, and I think the line's gotten longer. It's now two-plus hours for this Howlin' Rays. Okay? Yeah. So, so, have you had it yet? I, well, I had it when it first came out. Oh, okay. And when the line was probably like an hour, hour and a half. Now it's over two hours. Okay, okay. okay. So then... Is I, it worth that? No! Is it worth an hour wait? No! Okay. So then I tell Richard, I'd read, you know, in my foodie blogs, I had read that there's a guy, I can't remember his name, um, but the inventor of Nashville Hot Chicken, right? And it's Hector from the bookstore. It's Hector from the bookstore. <laughs> and he, he, you know, he's in Nashville and he's like, what the fuck? Does Helen Ray's getting all this business? I'm going to send some of my family members out to LA and mm. open my own hot chicken. Sure. Right. It's down the street from Howlin' Rays. Mike, it's a short walk from Howlin' Rays. 
I go, let's, yeah. I want to try that place out. It's only open on the weekends, though. Okay. okay. It's called Hotville. And for anyone who lives in LA that wants to go, it's on Spring and Cesar Chavez in Chinatown. Okay. It's called Hotville. So I, Richard goes, okay, I'll go there. Right. Mike Lawson, Howlin' Mays, over two hour wait. Hotville? Short walk. You just walk in? Really? You sit down? Super nice, right? Great food? Food's great. Fantastic. I'll tell you what. I can't remember. You know, it's been over a year since I had Howlin' Rays, but I'll tell you this. I, don't, I can't tell you, like, side by side whose is better, but yeah. I can already tell you it's close enough that we're like, I'd rather just walk in and order than right. stand for two hours. Right. Okay. Like, even if, like, that route is a little bit longer, I'm not sitting in traffic, so I prefer it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's it's I don't, I, I think it's just a marketing thing. I think it's just all these, like, trendy, not trend, like, followers who are just like, oh, you're supposed to go to Hell and Rays, and this is the place to go. Meanwhile, yeah. down the street is the inventor, and it's either just, I'm going to have to one day just do a side-by-side. I don't know how I'm going to fucking do it, but just do it, right? Yeah. And, um... And tell you, but I can already tell you it's not worth a two-hour wait. It would have to be like, oh, my God, you know, to be worth a two-hour wait. Okay. I feel like maybe, and I'm certainly not part of this based on what I've already told you, mm-hmm. but there might be some segment of our culture that, you know, our population that enjoys, like, waiting in line. Like, yeah. that's part of the experience that makes it cooler well, yeah, yeah. makes well, it more enjoyable. I remember one of those prank shows. This was actually, I thought, so brilliant. It's just a great social experiment. And they played it for, like, laughs. And it was funny. They set up, a, like, a little, like a little, like a tiny, like, the way you would have in a movie theater for, to start a line, but, like, a little, like, red velvet rope. Yeah. And they had, like, two people who worked on the show, two or three people, just stand behind that line. And within a very short amount of time, a huge <laughs> line joined. formed. Because <laughs> people thought, oh, there's something going on in line. What is this? Yeah, and they just started standing in line, and they didn't know That's why weird. they were in line. Yeah. So anyway, they just thought something was going on. They didn't want to miss out. So I think it's the same thing with this Howlin' Rays because again, like I said, down the street. So anyway, we go to Howlin' Rays, and it's the nicest people from you know Nashville. They're African American, and they're like, "Hey, honey, sit down. Oh my God, sweetie, can we get you this?" And they're so friendly. The service is so good, right? And we order, you know. Three giant wings each, and and, they, and and like sides and stuff like that, and and uh, Richard gets the mild, and I get the California medium. Okay, I think that's what, what it was. And what kind of sides are you talking? Mac and cheese. I got, and Richard got uh, baked beans. Okay, and, and but in this hot chicken, they say like I think a mild was like there was plain, mild, medium, and hot. Plain was like a two on the spice level. Medium was like a five. No, I'm sorry. No, oh. no, mild was a five. Medium was a seven and hot was a 10 plus. Yeah, so, I would go plain. I would have to. Yeah. Two I, is a lot for me, I'm sure. So I think, yeah. So then I go, I initially went mild, but then I went, you know what? Let's go medium. Okay. Okay. She goes, all right. Risky. They bring out this chicken. And I eat it, I'm like, oh, my God, so delicious. And it, 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 there's a kick to it, Richard. But it's one of those kicks that builds. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, my God, this is so spicy, right? And, like, and it's, it's like, it's uh, almost kind of like hot wings. I don't like it already just hearing you explain it. There's, like, I'm a like, sauce, right? Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. So I'm eating this fried chicken, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's so delicious. And Oh, my God, it's hot. It's hot, Richard's hot. And, like, Richard, uh, not Richard, Mike, there's, like, snot running down my nose. Yeah. I'm, like, crying. <laughs> I'm sweating. And so now this is. And you're still eating it? I'm still, oh, this is so delicious. Oh, my God. This is, oh, my God. And my, my snot's spicy now. So then, Mike, I, I get told you, I'm crying. So I rub my eyes. No. I'm like, I'm <laughs> rookie mistake. Rookie I'm like, mistake. I know, rookie, rookie mistake. I'm like, ah, I can't see. I can't see. Richard, I can't see. And he's like, where's, where's my chicken? I need to keep eating it. And well, that, the fun, Richard's so calm. He's like, go to the bathroom. I'm like, I can't. I can't see. Like, take me to the bathroom. I can't see. Like, and I'm just yeah. like, I'm like Oedipus. You know what I'm like, I'm like my my palms are over my eyes, and then all the nice people they're like, "Oh my god, honey!" And then they like rush over and they bring me some water and they start splashing it in my eye. By the way, Richard is so calm during this. Yeah, He's eating his chicken. Eventually, it are goes away. Are you saying he hangs out with you all the time and he it now doesn't react when you're overreacting? <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> That's shocking. Yeah. Now, what's funny here is, I'm going to tell you, this is delicious, right? And you get, like, the wings are so gigantic. And this is one of the things, I, I kind of think this is a, uh, I can't, well, let's debate this here. I don't know if this is a good quality of Richard's or a negative quality. So there is, so like I told you, fried chicken in general just seems to be the thing in LA right now. There's another place called Gus's World Famous Chicken. It's like the Nashville Hot, but it's not, I don't think it is considered Nashville Hot, but it's also a hot chicken. I've had that. It's great. It's fine. And then a new place opened up in East LA, right by Richard, right? So Richard is a very big supporter of East LA. Yeah. Called Fat Birds, right? Okay. Now, a couple of weeks ago on one of our cousin days, Richard and I went to Fat Birds, and I think it's for like eleven dollars. You got like Mike the tiniest little pieces of chicken. It's not spicy though; it's like honey fried chicken. Okay, okay, with some fries, and I think at a drink it was like twelve or thirteen dollars with a drink, right? Yeah. This Hotville, I think the same thing is true for Holland Race. They're like nine or ten dollars, and you get like these. I mean, you get like two or three, but they're like huge pieces of chicken. And also, just I felt the taste was better. Now, my, Richard, Richard doesn't like spicy food, so he liked the fact that the honey they had a honey chicken yeah. option. But he could have gotten the plane, and maybe maybe they had honey there. You know, just fucking put honey in yourself. And um, he goes, so we leave, and he goes, I like fat birds better. And I go, okay, wait a minute. First of all, you, we can debate on flavor, but for the value, this is nine dollars for three huge pieces of chicken that's like 10 or 11 dollars for two tiny pieces of chicken yeah but if you like the taste of one over the other he what he's saying is that value doesn't make up for the how much he liked the other chicken he said he said i "I don't care about value as much well like if you if you don't like it the price doesn't matter no he liked hotville and you don't like it then he liked hotville he just thought Fat birds was better because they had honey chicken. I don't think he's wrong. I, I haven't had it. I also don't eat chicken, but I I don't know. All right. Well, you know who's a good person to take to this? I think we're going to go this weekend is this John Paul. Because uh, John Paul has Howlin' Rays consistently. Oh. He goes in that Rays line? Again. You know what he does that's really smart? He does wait in the line, but he goes close to closing. Oh. And when he does, I think he's still long, 
but they are closing, so they just start giving chicken away. Oh. So he goes and he orders like a regular thing, but they're like, oh, well, we're closing. You want this and this and this and this and this? Because we have all this and food he, left over. And he just takes it. Yeah. So, uh, I guess it works. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that was my trip to Nashville Hot Chicken. What's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Um, well, Joey, what is going on with me? Um, not a lot, actually. My uh, roommate and friend Mario just had his birthday. Mm-hmm. This is a weird one. So my fr- he had his birthday. And but we- I feel like, wait, hold on. Before you say anything, I'm sorry. I feel every year there's a thing with Mario's birthday, and it always starts like, Mario had a birthday, and then it goes to, look, here's a deal. And then you start whispering. <laughs> kind of, but wait. It's every year, yeah. But wait. So um, let's recap. For those of you who haven't been listening for 100 episodes, mm-hmm. um, four years ago, no, three years ago, we went to Disneyland for his birthday. Yeah. And that was a trip. I met up with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have to Mario. leave the apartment because he wanted to fuck somebody? Well, that yes. might be the hotel. The hotel. Yes, that happened mm-hmm. twice. But it, Two different people? Yes. Nope. It only happened. It actually, oh, God. The act only happened once, but I had to leave twice because he got flaked on once. Oh, okay. Um, and so that was two, three years ago. Two years ago was the putt-putt golf where my friend Jennifer <laughs> cheated. Okay, yes. Yeah. Right? What was the one with Mario is the worst? That was just that he couldn't go to Gay Pride with us. Oh, okay, go and ahead. So that wasn't his birthday. Oh. And then one year ago, we went to a bar and met up with his friends and stuff, right? Yeah. So this year... I didn't hear of any sort of activity happening, which is fine. Either A, he's not doing anything, or B, he didn't invite me. Maybe it's a more intimate group. Maybe, I don't know, he didn't want to invite me. No big deal. So the day before his birthday, I text him, and I just said, hey, I don't know if you have uh, plans tomorrow on your actual birthday. It was Wednesday. On your actual birthday, uh, if you don't, I'd love to do dinner. Oh, I'd love to buy you dinner. Mm -hmm. If not... Um, if you, or if you do have plans, then maybe we can, uh, grab something to eat early next week. Right. Mm -hmm. Giving him an easy out. If he, I don't know if he was in a depressed mood and didn't want to do anything on his birthday, I give him a very easy out. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, I also feel like, like I acknowledge, I know it's his birthday. I don't know all of that. And he didn't respond. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. So then on his actual birthday, I sent, I have like a animated gif of me holding a sign that says happy birthday. And I mm-hmm. sent it to people on their birthdays. Mm-hmm. I sent that and nothing. He didn't say anything either. That's okay. all. That's sure. <laughs> So I'm just sitting in here and I think either he's going to have to eventually respond and that's going to be embarrassing. Oh, you, like, like today's Friday. You still heard nothing. Nothing. Have uh-uh. you run into him? No. Uh-uh. We've okay. actually, our schedules are now. Uh, it, set up in such a way that we actually rarely see one another. Okay. Because um, I leave earlier than him, and he gets home later than me, or I get home really late. Those uh-huh. are, you know, the options. Anyway, so that's happening. But then also um, at work, why the person who hired me just quit. She's like going to go on a eat, pray, love trip, and like take time off and do Buddhist things and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she. It's super loving and nice, but I hate weird goodbyes. Mm-hmm. So yesterday was the last day that I was going to see her, um, but she it's not her last day of work, if that makes sense. So now, she's not doing... She's the one that hired you, right? 
Yeah. Did she know she was leaving then? I don't think she knew officially or she knew the date, if that makes sense. Okay. Right? Like, I, I feel like the reason she's leaving, it wasn't an overnight decision. Like, this is, like, years in the making. She, like... You you know what I mean? Like she's yeah. been planning this exit for a long time, and, and it's not a burnt bridge. It's like, all right, she's now ready for this program, so she's off. Like everyone knew it was coming. She's not coming back. She's not coming back. Correct. She's not gonna. She's gonna miss out on like all these free Hamilton tickets and. Uh, no, Hamilton's over August fifth. The light in the piazza, or um, something rotten. Oh. Or um, that's coming oh, to color, LA. We're, you know what? Color your, purple. Your theater shows are the. I shouldn't. I should. You're going to be very helpful to me because you're going to tell me what's coming to LA. Because I've already started seeing yeah. ads for something rotten coming. It doesn't work exactly that way. Like a lot of our shows go down to LA, but sometimes you get them first, depending on oh really the schedule and run. Yeah, it's just like all the same national tours are hitting all the big cities. Mm-hmm. So uh, you'll see too, like. Our friends in Chicago will start posting what they're going to, and it's the same cast that we will get or the same cast we already had. Oh, do you guys start whispering among each other, like, oh, the, the, the new uh, Jean Valjean is not very good? No, I've only mostly seen compliments, like people saying, like, hey, I just saw this. If it comes to your city, you should see it. Do you guys get I Book th- of Mormon? Yeah, in February. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um... Oh, so my boss left, and I'm so bad at these, like, weird goodbyes, because, like, I like her. I I mean, I really like working with her, too. I have nothing negative to say uh-uh. on on a podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have nothing negative to say on a podcast, that, but, um, like, it's not like we're going to keep in touch and hang out and go to dinner, because we've never done that now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... It is a goodbye forever until we, unless we run into one another again. But it's not like either of us are going to make an effort to like hang out and talk. Uh-huh. And so it's always awkward, whatever. So it's Thursday. I'm like, um, at the end of my day, I said my goodbye. I wrote a nice card. I gave her a little um, present and that is done. And she announces like, hey, guys, I have to run an errand, but I might be uh, back before some of you have already left, she leaves. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm like, okay, she's gone. I've said my goodbye. I've done a hug. We even talked a little. She got choked up a little bit. Like, our goodbye is done. She left. I can get out of here and avoid a second, like, that second awkward, you know, goodbye. Mm-hmm. Or you've already said goodbye. Do you say goodbye again? Do you, how f- deep in do, do, do you get? This is my social anxiety kind of boiling up to the surface. Mm-hmm. And so... I think I'm getting out of there. I'm not joking. Five minutes before I walk out the door, she walks in. <gasps> and she goes to her desk, which is right by the do- exit for me to leave. And as I'm kind of like, I have my backpack on, I'm walking towards the door. She's carrying a box and she she's like, great, you can get the door for me. Oh, my God. So I grab the door. She's walking out with the box. And she's like, you take Bart, right? So oh. now, Joe. Oh, my God. This is your worst nightmare. <laughs> The goodbye that I thought was, like, done. Wait, wait, hold on for a second. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to edit this, but I want to repeat that again because I said worth nightmare. That, oh. This is your worst nightmare. Okay, that's just – I'm not going to edit it. It's going to stay in the show. 
But I just, it, for my own well-being, my mental well-being. I didn't even hear it. Yeah. I heard it. Whatever. Go ahead. So this goodbye that I thought was done, this goodbye that like was already difficult for me to get through, is now not only extended you know, out of the building, but now we're going to get on the train. And Joey, we live in the same direction. So my 30-minute train ride is now standing <gasps> next to her. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> so... This is awful of me, and I hate to even admit it. I knew this was going to happen. Go ahead. On record. So we walk all the way down. In my head, I'm like, I could say that I have coffee date with somebody around the corner. I could Mm -hmm. say I have to go to the post office. I could say, right, like running through these. And by the way, I need to say this. She is a wonderful person. Our conversation is pleasant. I get a lot out of talking with her. We are similarly aged, like, we just really do get along. There's no reason that I need to be this awkward. What were your conversations like in the office when she wouldn't hand quit? It was mostly work. Okay. It was a lot of work related stuff. She did. She had. She was curious about like my previous career and what I was. You know, she would ask questions about some of the nonprofit stuff I did. But for the most part, we talked work. Um, we did a little bit of work gossip, like. So and so is a jerk, or mm-hmm. be careful of so and so because his attitude and stuff like that. Um, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were friendly, we were great, but this goodbye that I was so glad was over is now extending and extending and extending. Mm-hmm. So we get down to the BART train, uh, the, the tracks, and I should, I think you know this, but uh, for people who haven't taken BART uh, that much, um, so, oh, I don't even know how much I need to explain it, but. Uh, from the station under, like directly under my office, uh, there is. I could get on one train called the Richmond train that would take me all the way home to mm-hmm. Oakland, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could also get on a Pittsburgh Bay Point train, but it wouldn't take me all the way home. So I would have to get off in Oakland and get on a Richmond train to take me all the way home. Okay. Okay. So we're standing at the tracks, and it shows. Oh, there's a Pittsburgh Bay Point train in one minute. And then there's a Richmond train in three minutes, okay? Mm -hmm. So I could wait three minutes and I won't have to make a transfer, but I would also have to be with standing next to her the whole time. (laughs) So the Pittsburgh Bay Point train pulls in and I'm like, oh, here's my train. (laughs) And she's like, okay, goodbye. See you soon, I hope. (laughs) And you know, that's awful, Mike Lawson. One, and you know you're never going to see her again. Well, I'm sure I'll run in, like... She's bound to visit. I, I feel like I will see her. It's just going to be in a year and a half. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I will see her again. It's Do you know what not... countries she's going to? No. It's like she's taking a year sabbatical before, like, some. It's like a meditation program she's starting. Does she says, she like, says the money. Is she coming back to San Francisco? Um, I don't really know her plan. I don't really know her plan. But, like, she gets paid to teach meditation stuff. It's not like this. Uh, 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 she's, okay. you know, just meditating all day and can't yeah. pay rent. Yeah. Um. Cool. So that's the story. Awkward goodbyes. I hate them. I'm going to tell you something. Do you know what you should have done? What? Just taking a lift. All the way home? All the way home. In fact, Mike Lawson, <laughs> Lyft is testing taco mode in what? one SoCal city this weekend. Okay, what is that? Tired of lifting home after a night out, only to realize that you're hangry and the fridge is empty? Well, Lyft is here for you. The ride-sharing company has partnered with Taco Bell on a new feature called 
taco mode. Since any occasion can be improved by adding a taco, or several, <laughs> lift passengers in a specified section of Orange County will soon be able to use this in-app option to ask the driver to swing by a Taco Bell for a free Doritos Locos Taco on the way to wherever they are going. Although the new service is basically about feeding tacos to drunk people. Oh, my God. Lyft describes it in loftier terms. Who cares? Lyft passengers in a tight region around the Taco Bell in Newport Beach can try out Taco Mode this Thursday through Sunday, July 27th to 30th. And again next weekend, Lyft expects to make Taco Mode available nationwide in 2018. Mike Lawson. Now, let me tell you that before you say anything... I read another article after this, reading this one. Lyft drivers are fucking pissed. <laughs> they are so pissed because they are like, wait a minute. We really get paid by the mile. So now yeah. you're going to have these fucking drunk ass people asking us to go to Sitting da- Taco Bell yeah. to have a free uh-huh. fucking uh, Doritos taco, making a mess in my car. And then I'm, I'm not really paid by the minute. I'm paid by the mods. I'm sitting there wasting my time for this yeah. dumb lift promotion with Taco Bell. And so people are pissed. So Mike Lawson, my question to you, what is your typical Taco Bell order? Well, I do a bean burrito mm-hmm. with, and then I put mild sauce on it. Oh, not the seven then, layer. No. I remember a lot of my bean, vegetarian friends would do the seven layer burrito. Just beans and there's onions in there. Like mm-hmm. re rehydrated onions mm-hmm. it's awful and good at the same time but this story joey reminds me there was a uber uh driver did you see this on reddit um i don't know we probably subscribe to different subreddits mm-hmm. but on something on reddit i saw this uh woman posted screen grabs she got a text message from her uber driver as he was on his way over and he was like hey i'm at taco bell but i'll be there in five minutes and then she said, like, get me a taco, LOL. And then he replied, what kind of taco do you want? And he ended up buying her one of these Dorito tacos. Uh-huh. And she screen grabbed, like, the text conversation and then him giving her the taco, a picture of it, and her eating the taco. So that reminded me of that. I, if, if, this, if it was Lyft, it wasn't. It was explicit. I remember it was Uber. Mm-hmm. If it was Lyft, I would be like, that shit was marketing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it, it actually was Uber, so. Um, hmm. But I I think I understand why they're pissed. Mm-hmm. I actually wonder how many people are going to take them up on this. Oh. At drunk people at night? Oh, my God, yes. I can imagine this. Yeah, but fucking you're. dumb drunk people. You're also relying on drunk people to be able to, like, order this. I don't know how easy it will be in the app. I also could see Lyft drivers, if they're really drunk, just, like, taking them home. Well, also, it's one of these things where, like, how many people actually know about this? You know right. what's so funny is I lived in Newport Beach for a long time. Well, now everyone, because you said it on here. I, I, know, I know Newport Beach very well, so I know where all the Taco Bells are. <laughs> so there's one on Pacific Coast Highway. Um, that's is there one by the like headquarters in Irvine? There is kind of. There's one over there on Jamboree. I'm wondering if that counts for the Taco Bell promotion, like the lift, you know. So there's one over there, and I think I think it's technically Newport Beach, but it's going right in that Irvine Newport Beach border. Yeah, but it's right there on Jamboree. But those are the only. I think there's one on 17th Street. There. Oh no, it used to be. Anyway. 
<laughs> no, now, now it's called like something else. But you know, now I don't go into Newport Beach anymore um, because someone. Do you think? There. By the way, there are people listening. Like mm-hmm. we don't have the biggest audience in the world, but yeah. hundreds of people are listening to what sure. you're saying right now. Yeah. Do you think that they downloaded this, put it in their device because they want to know where the Taco Bells are? Some people in you Irvine, never know. or. Mm-hmm. Is that an Irvine Taco Bell or a Newport Beach Taco Bell? Like, they really need to have you listen to your thought process as you try to figure that Mike out. Mike Lawson, I'm telling you. <laughs> I you know, when, when, when We got a very nice email or message that Mike forwarded to me from someone who said... Oh, yeah. Hi. Carrie, by the way. Friend of the show, Carrie. Thank you for that message. And also, I didn't even know you listened. So, really, thank you for sending that in. There's probably people listening here... That I have no idea you'd listen. So if you messaged us, that wouldn't feel bad. That yeah, that's true. Because, Mike, we know our numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we know a fraction of those people. A small fraction, I would mm-hmm. say. Well, yeah, so, yeah. So there are people out there. I'm talking directly to you out there, the people in the dark, <laughs> who they listen to us every week. We have no idea who they are. They've never written to us. They're not going to write to us. They just want to pop in the show. Well, look, they listen to the show because they know every single week without fail, they're going to get a new brand new episode of Catching Up with Mike and Joe. Yeah. And they have become invested in our lives. But we is that weird to you that people are out there invested in your life and they don't know who you, they don't know you, you don't know them, they, you don't know they exist? I don't think they're that vested if I don't know who they are then, right? Yeah, but you know, there's a lot of shows because I think, cause here's, here's, look, here's the deal. There are all these shows that I, – I'm actually going to talk about something a little bit here. Okay. There are these shows that I listen to that I listen to every week without fail. I've listened for years, and I've never written in. I've never tried to communicate with them. I never talk, like, for instance, my friend Chris turned me on to this show a couple of years ago called The Flop House, right? Mm-hmm. And I – Listen to that show every single week. I've never written to them. Um, I, well, not every week. They come every two. They come every two weeks. But every every new episode, I listen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've never contacted them. I've never tweeted at them. I've never emailed them. Now, I will say, I am very lucky that Chris now is the conduit for me meeting all these people, because one of the Flophouse members is moving to Los Angeles, and Chris has already become friends with all of them. Mm-hmm. So um, I will meet them, or one of them at least. Uh, in the near future. But then also, you know of another one of a show that I used to listen to that now I've been meeting with regularly. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is like with the flop houses, I've never contacted them. I've never emailed them. So they have, a, you know, they have far more listeners than we do, but they exist. There are people out there who are listening to me who are like, they know everything that's happened to me in the past four years, and I don't know who they are. And that's very strange. Yeah, I guess if you think about it that deeply. <laughs> well, because right now, like when I do the show, like when I'm thinking, like when I'm thinking in my head about what would be amusing to people, and, and I don't know how your thought process is for catching up, but when I'm picking stories or when I'm telling jokes or making a comment, there are people who run through my head who I know personally, but that I know also listen. So, for instance, I'm constantly thinking. Like Adam Vaught. Adam Vaught has been with us since the beginning, has never missed an episode. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, what would Adam Vaught think of this story? Or, you know, a new dedicated listener is Sweet Michael. Okay? So, 
am I thinking like what does sweet Michael think? Um, I know Richard's cut co- uh, my Richard's sister, my cousin Natalie, uh-huh. who's also Richard's sister. Uh-huh. She, I know, been to her failure recently. Was a, a, an avid listener, listen every week. I don't know if she still listens every week. My cousin Roxanne, like there are people I know, and I'm thinking like, oh, I wonder what they would think of this story. What's their opinion? So when I'm doing the show, I'm doing it for them essentially because I know they listen and I know them is a person we know. You know, John Marti. Um, no, no, no. Like the people who... No, you can't, huh? you can't say his name. No, no, it's the end of the show. <laughs> Shit. What I... I meant John Arts. Oh, Son okay. of a bitch. Oh, John Arts. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let me just write that down. So if, if I know the timestamp, then I can... Uh, it's easy. Oh. 36-ish. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> so okay i was like okay gotta, you know what a beep is easy okay so okay. um i understand what you're saying mm-hmm. i think like so you're right like the people who interact or will say that they listen or you know we know they're there those are the people that i feel like i'm when i'm thinking about who might be hearing what i'm saying that's who i'm thinking of but what we don't know what if like I just told that story about my boss who's leaving. Mm-hmm. What if she listens? She could. I mean, it's not hard to connect the dots. I'm Mike Lawson everywhere. Google it, and you can find my Twitter account, which has a link to CU Podcast on Twitter, which has a link to this website. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it would require a lot of hoops to jump through, and maybe that's why people <laughs> – there are people – potentially listening who jump through all those hoops and that's embarrassing to know like oh i googled joe batanz and found catching up i'm not gonna tell him i googled him mm-hmm. so there might be some folks out there who know who you are but what about people who no longer talk to us like for instance do you think rod kyle listens to the show <laughs> do you think rod kyle ever listened to the show I thought he'd listen at first, but he used, to get, it used to make him angry, correct? He, Yeah, he would listen when he wanted, like, something to be mad about. Yeah. It's so funny thinking that Rod Kyle, like, Steve is so easy and so mellow. It's hard to think that you were with someone like Rod Kyle. Well, don't you see pendulum swing like that a lot? Like, I'm in a relationship where I have a lot of sex, and then it swings to, like, a relationship that's kind of sexless because I care more now about you know something else yeah and then i swing back and you know i was in a relationship where um he was a controlling jerk and then you swing to somebody who's like carefree and not Mm -hmm. controlling at all i don't know were you ever on cocktails and cream puffs what do you mean was that a joke about (laughs) controlling jerk oh hey joe over the weekend joey Mm -hmm. we learned of a west oakland man who attempted to join isis and was indicted by a federal grand jury for allegedly creating social media accounts for the terrorist organization Mm -hmm. and meeting with undercover agents to plot an attack have you heard of this yeah and he was like no 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 it was the international society of intersex uh sasquatch fans prosecutors have released audio and text messages from the suspect a 22 year old man named amir sin al hagagi that Hmm. they say now show he was planning several attacks here in the bay area some of which hit close to home in more ways than one according to kqed al hagagi is alleged alleged to have planned to set brush fires in the berkeley hills set cocaine was this isis or a comic book villain right Set, he wanted to sell cocaine laced with 
a chemical okay. in San Francisco clubs. He wanted to build a giant magnifying glass and put it in front of the sun. He was also plotting Pulse nightclub-style attacks in which he intended to plant packs of explosives oh. at local gay bars. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, it's scary a little bit. Um, that's kind of the gist of the story. I could go on to read a bunch of quotes and stuff, but um, why? Um, I kind of just – it's weird because, like, we attend these places, but also, like, I think, like, I work in a building where – 2,000 to 4,000 people enter every day. Like, that's a target. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we, our lives are in these areas that are potential soft targets, aren't Does that scare you? What do you, what do you think? I mean, you go to a mall in LA that's potentially a target. Look, let's talk about the places I've gone. I'm going on a, you'll hear, I'm going on a cemetery tour next week in East LA. I think I'm pretty safe. Look, if anything happened to Maria at the cemetery. Two, I go to a Nashville hot chicken place that nobody's heard of. Right? If I was in Howling Rays, I'd be in danger. Uh, I think for the most part, there's no, there's no gay club I'm going to because, um, you know what? People might think me showing up to a gay club is a terrorist attack because they'd be like, um, someone must have let tear gas into a gay club because uh, Joe Batanz walked in and everyone started vomiting. Stupid. <laughs> You're being dumb. <laughs> But a, Joey, a fat that, Mexican gay man walked into a gay club, and the entire area started bo- vomiting. Oh, I fucked my joke up. Sorry, go ahead. You fucked up a dumb joke. It's okay. Um, there, his defense right now is basically that his words that he was text messaging yeah. to the police informant are not actually connected to any of his actions. He's more of a his bark is bigger than his bite, so to speak. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to hold up. Yeah, that's going to hold up really well. That's his defense. No, I was kidding. I know. I look at me. I'm a pussy. I'm not gonna pull off any of this shit. Well, I will say, if it wouldn't have been for the Pulse nightclub attacks, cut style things, I'd be like, all right, because some of them sounded comical. Like, I'm going to uh, plug up a volcano until the pressure. Like, it, like I said, it was comic book style uh, antics. But you yeah. know what's funny is we say that like, oh, that's, look here. Okay. There is a sort of racism that does happen, okay? Because this guy, what was this guy's name again? Um, uh, 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 I don't remember. Well, it was something uh, that sounded Amir Sinan Al Hagagi. And look, there is a bias towards people who have that name, especially in terms of these things. But do you remember a few years ago there was like a rapper, and he was white. Who literally rapped about how he was going to, like, kill his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend and murder her and decapitate her and do all... And I think it went to the Supreme Court, this case. Or it went to a very high court and and they overturned his guilty verdict or whatever. Uh, I can't remember. But he was let go because they said that he was clearly using, like, artistic expression or kidding or he wasn't being serious. But I remember it was, like, a detail, like, he was going to, like... You know, slice her throat and sure. But but when you're like, I, I can't well, remember I the details the of the case. The argument there, like in a song put onto a record, I I'm not I'm not taking a stand. I'm saying I can understand that argument. I think there's also, an argument maybe to be made. What you brought up about his race, and then I mean, he's talking to a police informant, and like I think there's a very fine line between entrapment of dumb people. Like, don't get me wrong there, but entrapment of dumb people, like. Ugh. 
if this kid was left to his own devices and would he have had these same conversations with someone else? I don't know, right? Yeah. I, I feel like conversations, when you're speaking with an informant, like you maybe are getting led to say the thing that the informant wants you to say. And I don't know if that's a great defense either, but I don't know. He did say he had the means to like uh, create checks or cards which had to do with like how he was going to get the funds to buy the equipment to do these crimes. So like he was walking down the road. Yeah. Um, he didn't actually make the checks. I don't know to, to say that you had the, the ability to get the money doesn't necessarily mean you do have the ability either. I don't know. By the way, I am relying on official fact checker of the show, John arts to find out the story of the case of the white rapper who threatened to kill his girlfriend and, and to tell us, <laughs> this is what I need to know. John arts. I need to know what court it went to. I don't know if it went to the Supreme court. I mean, have just gone to the Ninth Circuit or something like that. And two, if he was found innocent or guilty or if it was overturned. Can you please give us the, a brief on that? Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, but go Joe's to- making a joke. We have a, a great listener friend who occasionally will fact check us and tell us where we're wrong. <laughs> now, you actually brought something up, though, and I think it's important, and this is a whole other discussion. And I, I, actually, there's another news. I, you know what's so funny is I have two news stories, and I was like, which news story should I do first? And I was like, you know what? We're going to get to both. It just doesn't matter. And I want to talk about the other news story as well. So, But I do want to go here is that – no, I, I, never mind. I don't want to go there. I was going to say – oh, we're going to go there. I haven't brought it up now. Chekhov's gun. Okay. This Kathy Griffin with a decapitated okay. head picture. And then yeah. she was crying about the, the Secret Service, you know – uh, investigating her after she said the same thing with Johnny Depp made some remarks about trying to kill the president and the Secret Service visited him. He didn't bitch yeah. about it, though. Here's the thing. I will say this. As much as I thought this was a, a big deal in some of these cases over nothing, if you in any way intimate that you want to see the president dead, you're going to get a visit from the Secret Service. And on the flip side, the same thing happened with Kid Rock when he did the same thing with Obama. And I think, or no, it might not have been Kid I'm sorry, it was not Kid Rock, correction. Ted Nugent, to me, the same person. But Ted Nugent intimated that about putting a shotgun in like Obama or, or Clinton's mouth or something like that. And, and he got a visit from the Secret Service. So... I think you have to. It, it, it would be it's the the Secret Service needs to do its due diligence, even if it's artistic expression, even if you are whatever. If you intimate in any kind of way that you want to see the president dead, no matter who the president is, and no matter whether you really want to see him dead or not, yeah. No matter whether you pray every night that a heart attack takes our president, okay. <laughs> And that Mike Pence, even though he is awful and you disagree with him, but at least he's not chaotic, that every day you hope that some sort of disease that has not been caught by the doctors takes the life of the current president. No matter what, you have to investigate. Hypothetically, right. Huh? Yeah. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. You have to uh, investigate those things. And uh, so with this guy that you're talking about, uh, he, no matter if he's kidding or doesn't have the wherewithal to do it, sorry, bro, you don't make fucking jokes about those things. That's why at the airport they say don't joke about a bomb being in your suitcase. Yeah, well, I think he was beyond joking. Like, this was, what he's saying is not that I was joking. He was saying, like, oh, I was talking to this guy who I met on the ISIS message boards, but I didn't, 
I, I wasn't really going to follow through on any of that. Like, it's it's not so much that he's like, I was joking, LOL. Like, he was on ISIS message boards. Like, he, he was having conversations about hurting people, Americans, because they're Americans. And so I don't, I don't know that it's, like, an exact parallel to, like, artistic imp- uh, expression or... Just well, a joke, JK, JK. No, but what I'm saying is you have to investigate all these things and take them very seriously. Sure. Thank you. Um, uh, any other news? Wait, it's my new story right now, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. I gotta... Guys, we're doing this live of tapes. Now, you usually, like, right now, you would be, I would be editing out, like, oh, me trying to find this news story. Nope. Guys, not happening. It's Mike not- exhaling audibly so Joe knows that. He's not happy that Joe's yeah. surprised we have news stories after, <laughs> after other news stories. After like, Joe just says, <laughs> after Joe just says, I'm going to do my second news story. <laughs> Anyways, Mike Lawson, video of, an, of, an, oh, uh, bit, video of an elote card attack in Hollywood goes viral. Of Benjamin, a what? Elote heart attack? Elote card attack. Cart attack. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. I've already seen the video, too. For some ben- reason, when you said it, I didn't know what you were saying, but go on. <laughs> Benjamin Ramirez says he started filming with a cell phone the moment he saw a familiar antagonist approach. Ramirez, 20, he's only 24? Did you see him? He looks like 30 he does look or 44. Older. Yeah. 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 Is an immigrant he's, from Mexico. Uh, he's a hard worker. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Look, corn ages you. You know that old saying? Cor- corn don't porn. I don't know what that means, but anyway. Wait, how old did you say he was? 24, it says. Would you ever Stop think 24? It. Joe, he's 45. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go he on. He's really old. Yeah. 24? <laughs> That's a typo. It's 42. Yeah. It has to yeah. be. I'm sorry for interrupting so much. Is an immigrant from Mexico who operates a food cart in Hollywood, but these days he's better known as the Elote Man. After he filmed and posted a video on social media of an assailant turning over the cart from which he sells the Mexican snack of fresh ears of corn lathered with mayonnaise, chili pepper, and grated cheese. Would you ever eat that? Can you eat that as a vegetarian? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, it is very good. Uh, The Ramirez has said he crossed paths before with the man in the video identified as Argentine metal musician Carlos Hacas. He says that on three separate occasions, Hacas confronted him about the cart. I'm not going to read that quote. On Monday, July 17th, Ramirez was standing beside his cart at the corner of Romaine and El Centro in, Hel- in Hollywood when Hawkus and his girlfriend, Holly Covella, were out there walking their dog. The video begins as Hawkus, complaining the cart is blocking the sidewalk, delivers an ultimatum in Spanish, and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the point is we both seen the video. Is it- I'm actually surprised the guy is not white, the attacker. Well, uh, and- get, let me get, you know what, I'm going to tell you something here, but go on. No, I just kind of... I mean, I must have known that he was speaking Spanish, but yeah. it, in my head, I mean, he could appear to be white. Yeah. And also, I just feel like this is such an awful white person thing to do. Like, get your Mexican corn off my corner. Well, hold on. Know. Hold on. They have a lot to say about this. That's actually why I brought up the story. So first, I'm going to come back to what you said. It's one of the things I want to bring up. Oh. But uh, I'm going to tell you that one of – so basically what happens is – uh oh yeah, Mike just sent a picture. Mike, yeah, he's forty four. I that, feel that, like that it, is not that is not a twenty four year old man. I'm this will be on our Facebook page. If you're listening and you want to see what he looks like, go to cupodcast.com. Oh, 
go to facebook.com slash CU podcast and you'll see him. He is not 24. He, I really do think it's maybe the person who wrote this just flipped the digits. He's 42. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, hold on for a second, Mike. Hold on. I knew this was going to happen. Um, hold on. Okay, I'm going to get to that. Okay, but the point is, Ramirez, uh, this guy, the words escalate, and then the the Argentine guy knocks the cart over, okay? And what's funny is, uh, Ramirez, he, like, backs away, but he has another weapon, so he, like, again, quite like the superhero things, throws chili powder in his eyes, you know, or something, and then the guy's, like, trying to wipe it off his eyes, but, like, he, but he knocks the, the poor Lothar Man's carts o- cart over, yeah. and... Uh, Knocked it down. Now, I have so much to say about this. One, I do not agree with what happened in any case. In fact, I'm outraged by it, just as most of the world is, right? Yeah. But I'm going to make an argument here, not not for the Argentine man's friend. In fact, this is going to land up being against the Argentine guy. But I'm saying, even though I wouldn't agree with it if it happened in, let's say, Newport Beach by the Taco Bell and PCH, I even though I wouldn't agree with it, if it, let's say it was a neighborhood in like Orange County, and there's some random ass guy selling corn in this quiet, weird neighborhood that no one sells corn, yeah. right? I would understand. I wouldn't agree. You don't do that shit, right? But I'd understand. Like I'd understand the rationale. Like this is my fucking neighborhood. You can't just come in here and start selling shit. Blah 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 blah. There are other avenues to fix that. Okay, you don't do this. Okay, right. What's funny is where this guy was. There is a fucking elote man or someone selling some sort of shit on every fucking block, on every fucking corner. They're all over the place selling fruit, selling like this shit is everywhere. That's like being mad because someone has a gas station. Like, or like a, a Starbucks. Like, these elote men are everywhere. You can't get away from them. Why this one in particular? I don't know. Next thing I want to say, and you wouldn't know this. There's no reason for you to know this. But the guy says, you know, you're a racist. And he goes, <laughs> which I love, you know, I've learned from Mike that the word retard is offensive. But the guy says, I'm Argentine. Now you re- I can't be racist. I'm Argentine, you retard. Okay. Yeah. The Argentinians, right, are the most racist fucking people. Every single one of them. Not every, no, as a, no, no, you're right. Not every single one of them. But in in Latin America, they are known as the snootiest, most racist. Let me tell you this. When the Nazis left Germany, do you know where they went? Where? Argentina. Okay. And in fact, a lot of ex that's why that's why he said, Oh, he looked white. A lot of Argentine people look white because they're all uh old Germans and Nazis. Okay? Who mm-hmm. fled mm-hmm. because it was uh, it was friendly to former it was friendly to the Nazis. Okay? And everyone knows and let me tell you this, this is another weird thing. Argentine people don't want to be associated with the rest of South America. Or Latin America, and so they try and and they they consider themselves more European than Latin American to the point where in Spanish they still use vosotros. No one uses vosotros. Spanish people don't use vosotros. 
They are the worst. No one likes the Argentine. By the way, I'll be in Argentina in November. And Chris and Mercedes are in Argentina. Have fun, Chris and Mercedes. For the next are you really months. going in November? <laughs> yes. Yes. Chris, and, oh. Chris is filming a movie. <laughs> oh. oh, by the way, you know what he's filming a movie about? Um, Elote Men. Yes. Yeah. It's just knocking people's carts over. No. Uh, the the when the Jews went to go the Israelis went to go find uh, this Adolf Eichmann, the Nazi architect of the Holocaust. You know where they found him? Argentina, Buenos Aires. Ding 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 ding. And so- this video, this video, by the way, has received four point seven million views mm-hmm. and sixty nine thousand shares and twenty thousand comments. Since Ramirez's mother, mm-hmm. who's, who's I, w- I would love to see what she looks like. She's 48. <laughs> Since his mother uploaded it to Facebook on July 24th. Seriously, guys, yeah. facebook.com slash podcast. Please tell us if you think this dude looks 24. This and- video made me so angry. I don't know what the, what the, what the thoughts you had. Um, they had a fundraiser for him yesterday. Uh, and I was going to go, but I couldn't make it. I had something else to do. But Richard and I are going to a fundraiser on Saturday for the Elote Men. We'll post the video on our Facebook page, too, so you don't have to search too much for it. Just go to Facebook.com. So I see you, podcast. Unless Richard thinks that the line for the Elote Men fundraiser is too long, then we probably won't go. <laughs> what do you got going on next week, Joey? Next week, Mike Lawson, uh, Richard and I actually tomorrow are going on a tour of Evergreen Cemetery in Boyle Heights. It's the, the oldest public cemetery in Los Angeles. And we will be going there. And uh, and then I have a meeting that I'm kind of excited about next week with some uh, podcast people. Mike knows about that. And Mike, I'll tell you off the air why I'm excited. Cool. What about you? Um, well, I have a date night tonight with my boyfriend, Steve. We're going to do um, a shitty chain restaurant. We're going to drive out of town. <laughs> oh, because it's Steve's no good- turn. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to drive 45 minutes so we could eat at an old spaghetti factory. <laughs> and I wish then- you weren't lying, but I know it's the truth. Joe, I'm, that's 100% the truth. We're going to Old Spaghetti Factory, and it's a 45-minute drive. Okay, let me tell you this. before we, I, I want to <laughs> spend some time here. I just love that you are genuinely doing what Cameron and I used to do for a joke. Cameron and I used to have these <laughs> things called Normcore dates, yep. where we would go to like chain restaurants like Applebee's and Cheesecake Factory, and we'd have these backstories where we pretended we went to the mall, you know, and had to go to like, you know, like... Uh, lens crafters or something, and uh, and then we'd go to like let's go to cheesecake factory or something. Joe, that is our <laughs> life without the pretending. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I enjoy it. Like I, uh-huh. I really do enjoy. Uh, is he, you know, is he ex- like w- for most Americans? Like obviously, I eat at chain restaurants. I've eaten at cheesecake because you know my parents are essentially Steve. My parents think cheesecake yeah. factory is like. Oh my god, you know, and uh, so I've eaten a cheesecake factory for any kind of birthday, or we I eat at these places, right? Yeah. I'm not that snobby, but if I go there, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going there for uh, sustenance. I'm not going there, going like, oh, this is going to be a, a you know an Epicurean adventure, you know? No. When he goes, is he excited? I mean, he knows what he's doing. He knows it's an Applebee's. He knows it's a chain. He's aware of like. How a lot of people think it's kind of shit food, but he does enjoy it too. Like he goes because he enjoys it. It's not like he's going because he's 
the jokes on everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like he he's enjoying himself. So does he order it by the name? Like, um, yes, yeah, sir. What will you have? Um, I'll have your firecracking meatball with donkey sauce. <laughs> yeah, Rudy Tooty, fresh and fruity, please. Yeah, <laughs> the moon's um, over my does. hammy. <laughs> and um joey also on saturday i have a oh we're going to the garlic festival down in gilroy um which i've never been to i've heard of but mm-hmm. basically they have it's kind of a food festival so there's a lot of food booths beer wine that sort of thing so that's on saturday and i think that's all that i really have planned or at least all that i can think of at this point so mm. cool well mm-hmm. joey it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid. <laughs>